it's appropriate as today we're going to be talking to you about Hawaii. This week is the Kona Ironman World Championship Triathlon. Uh, So Pete and I are going to be giving you some tips from an athlete's perspective and a supporter's perspective. It's not just going to relate to Kona, um, which is the world champs on this week. It will also relate to everyday racing and training. So uh, strap yourself in and have fun. Hey, thanks, James. Um, so, yeah, it's really close now. Race week's only just over a week away and it's getting exciting. But you don't want to get too excited there if you are one of the athletes that really wants to push themselves on race day. You don't want to be exhausted by the time race day comes around. And sometimes it's a type of exhaustion you can't really tell. As I've talked about in previous podcasts, that nervous system needs to be really well rested. So, Sometimes after your training, you, instead of going to the coffee shop, you might choose to go home so that you can get some good food at home and actually put your feet up on the deck chair, sit out and look at the ocean rather than spending another 45 minutes at the coffee shop sitting around, which sitting we all know is not the greatest position for our bodies, especially not race week. Uh, If you're there just for a bit more fun, a bit more of a relaxed event, you know, make your own decisions. Uh, But for the serious athletes, you need to be more rested. Race week gets really, really busy. So most of the things that are on the list of uh, race schedules, you probably will skip a lot of those. Undie runs, um, watching all the past champions talking at the expo, uh, seeing the expo, seeing lots of friends, and generally going out to dinner and those sorts of events. For the serious athletes, you're going to want to skip most of that because race week gets really busy because you're still swimming, riding, running most days. Uh, If you're going to leave anything out, leave out a bit of running because it's the most inflammatory on your joints and on your body. And it's also very hot there. And also running's more of a muscle memory with tendons and things. Whereas if you go without it for a few days, you still remember what's going on in your body. Whereas the cycling is much more sort of strength and activation. So doing short, sharp efforts almost every day, you know, can be a great benefit to you because it keeps your muscles activated. Whereas, you know, running more of a muscle memory, tendons um, and ligament type of type of event. So ease up on the running a little bit because race week gets really busy and you'll be on your feet all day if you're swimming, riding and running and you've got to register, get your bike in on the day before and all the other events that I've mentioned. Just put yourself as a priority for resting before the race um, in race week. It's uh, recovery is key and it's sometimes not being overtrained, but just under recovered. So under recovery can mean that you've just been doing all these other activities. You've been out, you've bumped into friends, you've been on your feet, you've started talking a lot and you're not getting a lot of rest in that week. So you may not have trained a lot, but you haven't necessarily been at home recovering from those other events of your day that get you a bit stressed. And if your friends are talking about other stressful events and their worries and they're putting it on you, it can become more stressful just being around people. So, you know, I, I definitely locked myself in a bit of a box and, you know, I got Jamie and my mum just to cook me food at home and we didn't go out too much. And, but we had beautiful food at some of the best places around Kona. Is that right, Jamie? It is. And that brings me to a point, Um, being a spectator, what you can expect race week and also a bit of during the race day and post-race as well. 
So food prep is one thing that um, I know Pete really appreciated. We, we did a big shop as soon as we arrived on the island, find out the best shops to head to for your foods and food and drink. We then do a big cook up uh, for the next few days and that sort of kept us going and we're able then to go find the best little spots in Kona to eat at. So if you are there on uh, the island this week, then head outside Kona Inn restaurant on Alihi Drive and um, you sit out, literally sit out on the lawn there overlooking the pier. It's also the spot where I'd recommend for race day when you want to watch your loved ones start the race um, in the water. That's the best spot to go as well. So um, you get the sunsets there, which is also beautiful. Um, yeah, so the, the pre-cooking, um, pr- food prep, uh, make sure you have heaps and heaps of water on hand, bottled water. Um, that's a real key and lots of salt, healthy salt as well. And you're also prepared just to dig in and clean up the apartment or wherever you may be staying, the hotel room a little bit to save your loved one um, who's going to need all the energy they can muster. Just give them a bit of a, a free card that week. <laughs> it doesn't often happen, but race week, uh, let them get away with some more stuff. Um, and just be generally just there as that supportive friend or partner just to do whatever needs to be done. If your athlete is being quite quiet, it's not a bad thing. They might be just resting. Um, I used to ask Pete once, do you need anything? Do you need me to do anything for you? Uh, and and be once I'd ask him once, there'd be no fussing over him, um, and that would be it. I knew if he was quiet, he'd be you know visualizing race or just purely resting his mind and body. So that's always a or good figuring thing. Figuring out, you know, picturing okay, if I'm having uh, nutrition here, 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 how many is that going to be? And trying to do maths or. Do things that you're just trying to do calmly in your own headspace. Um, where do you where do we shop, Jane? Where's the best place to get some all that good food? The best place is for the health food um, stuff is Island Naturals. So that's a local health food store. It's right next to the pool there, just off Falihi Drive. It is a great one to go with an empty stomach um, pre or post training session for yourselves as spectators. Uh, you can get everything there. They've got like a buffet area and the best juices in town as well and really, really good salads. So I'd recommend you you head there. It's also got all the other vitamins, doesn't it? Is it got vitamins? Yeah, it's got heaps of vitamins and supplements and greens. So you can get really good salts there as well if you're adding salts to your drink bottles um, and those sort of things. It's got everything. It's a really good store, but... Yeah, we were there a lot. (laughs) We were there a lot. And then you've also got just your, um, you know, your Safeways and um, is it Walmart? Sack and Save. Sack and Save. And and you can sign up to the membership programs for free and then you get all the cheaper prices. So you're on your first trip there, you sign up at the checkout and you get all the cheaper stuff um, at members shop prices and you don't have to live there or anything. Just, you know, make up a phone number or something. My favourite uh, meal was often buying the pokey. So if you were buying the pokey from Safeway or one of those bigger um, shopping areas, just make sure you get the fresh pokey and the one that doesn't have all the loaded preservatives and stuff in there. So while your athlete is resting, uh, you as a spectator obviously do want to feel like you're a bit on a holiday. So I'd recommend heading out and finding great coffee. This is what I, uh, I do on the big island. I venture out to Daylight Mind. It is right next to the expo area uh, that 
I think the expo area starts up on a Tuesday. It overlooks the ocean and it's um, got amazing fish and lobster, eggs Benedict and amazing coffee. So head to Daylight Mind. It also has Wi-Fi. So if you need to get any work done, um, head there. Uh, another one I also like to go to was Lava Java. They have amazing salads for, for dinner. So if you do want to sit there, catch up with some good friends and family overlooking the sunset and the bay, that's a an, uh, a very fun little spot to sit outside. If you do bring your bike as a spectator, there are epic group rides that are happening um, and some of them go all the way to the end of the – where does the race turn around again, Pete? Harvey. So um, check that out. I know Wim Republic uh, did it last year and Wits Up and they were, they were lots and lots of fun. So um, maybe plan your training a bit around those group rides. Another few things, top tips to do uh, was definitely go check out Turtle Beach. It's on a leaky drive, seven kilometres from the pier, so you may want to grab a scooter or a car for that one. It is a turtle sanctuary, um, and a lot of the time you're just up to your hips, your waist, so it's pretty safe for the kids as well, so definitely check that out. The Captain Cook Monument, um, that is a bit of a car trip for memory. It's about a 20-minute drive in the car. When you get there, you do have an option of hiring kayaks or you can swim. There's a great one for athletes to go to as well. Really good one for athletes because it's a beautiful swim. Good training. So it is a swim about 1.6 kilometres over to the monument. So um, that's why PJ is saying it is good for the athletes pre-race day. We used to stick quite close to the shore because it is still a little bit scary. Um, there are often dolphins there, so that's lots and lots of fun as well. There's lots of fish, so if you do bring the kids over in a kayak, uh, there's lots of yellow fish, you know, finding Nemo type fish. Um, so it's a pretty standout event in itself. Um, another, uh, probably a nighttime one I'd recommend is the manta ray diving. So they're the giant manta rays. They feel, they felt like to me that we were swimming with dinosaurs. It was really just a crazy experience. We went at nighttime. Um, so you're, you're pretty cold. If you do have a wetsuit, I'd recommend bring your wetty over with you. Otherwise they have wetsuits for you. But it, obviously if you're an athlete, do that. Uh, post the race as it get, does get pretty tiring, just floating the water for hours, <laughs> looking at manta rays. Yeah, that's unreal. We've done all of those things and love to go back and do them every year. We're not going this year though, um, as I'm taking a full year of nothing and kind of cool not to be heading over there and doing other things uh, like this. Um, leading into race day, there's a few little things that you want to do besides eating really good food that your loved ones cooked for you every morning, lunch and dinner. Um, trying to <laughs> cut back on things that are going to help uh, you get better sleep and better circadian rhythms and better hormonal functions for race day and things is to cut back on phones, TVs and other screens uh, kind of after sunset, if you can, because it's just going to block melatonin, want that blue light from TVs and phones. So think about how much you are looking at your phone and the TV after sunset. Uh, on the phones, of course, there's also a lot of other stuff that takes you away from being present in the moment because you're always looking at what other people are doing, what they've done. You're thinking, oh, if I post this, people are going to think I'm doing this and this and this maybe. This is all taking you out of being calm and in the moment and your mind starts just overthinking. So 
race day being in the zone is all about just being in the moment and being able to block out every thought and have no thoughts in your head whatsoever. So just getting practice of this, um, you know, race week, you know, you could, it would have been great to be doing this for months, but race week's a great time. It's never too late to start adding in something else to your repertoire because race day is all mental. You've done all the training, nothing else can happen other than your ability to control your mind and get the most out of yourself from your um, brain and your central governor system and being able to just think of nothing and stay calm is the biggest influence on race day that you can have. So try and get a bit of practice in for that during race week. Um, music can help do that as well. So instead of doing those other things, do some, have a good listen to some good music that you enjoy that relaxes you, that's really calming. Uh, whether you've got, you know, like a foam roller that you can just roll gently on, uh, whatever routine that you've got that brings a little bit of calmness and peace into your mind and body and helps you relax is a great thing to do. And, uh, you know, you've just got to find time for that. And that's what I was saying. Race week gets really busy. And before you know it, you haven't done any foam rolling for a few days and you haven't had a nap for a few days. You know, those times when you just go to bed during the day, from 20 minutes to an hour and a half or so, that's going to be a huge benefit to you just where your mind is just calming down throughout the day. So you're getting a little boost every single day. Um, take some earplugs, uh, eye mask if you need to, because a lot of those apartments over there don't block out a lot of light. Um, is great to, to use and helps you get better sleep during the day and the nighttime as well from street lights and things. And um, yeah, keep your routine. Keep food familiar um, and, yeah, just do everything about the same leading into race day, but with extra recovery and key. As I said, um, you want to be uh, not overtrained or under-recovered. As race week day gets closer, a few days out, you want to be getting all your nutrition ready. So double check that you've got all your gels or bars or whatever it is that you're using, you've got enough of it and make them into bottles early. So in case you spill one or in case you realize, oh, I've, I've stuffed up that bottle. I've, you know, spilled 10 times too much salt into that bottle and I need to get new nutrition and start over again. If you're doing that the day before the race and that happens, that's a massive stress. And suddenly someone or you are running around the expo trying to find what you need. Massive, massive stress. Make sure that you've got that stuff all sorted a few days out. Make sure you've got spares of everything before you even begin. And that can be a huge time waster there in itself. And then, of course, you've got to think about, okay, I'm going to get special needs bottles as well. So you've got to have extra bottles than you may normally have in Ironman. I suggest you always use special needs. I mean, a bottle costs next to nothing. Fill it up with your nutrition. And so if you find that something's not working on uh, in the race or you really don't like what's on course, you can grab your special needs stuff and know that you've got something that you enjoy and feels good for you. So it doesn't cost anything to drop it out there on, the, on race morning. You just drop it there on the way to the rego or on the way to body marking, sorry. And it's really, really easy and a great backup. So put it out there for the bike and put it there for the run. As I said, it's, um, it's just foolproof. It, or you, at the end of the day, worst case is you lose a couple of bottles that, you know, you don't care about that when you're doing Hawaii Ironman race. <laughs> 
That's a really, really good point. And uh, so on the spectator sides of things for race day, my big tip would be pack your bag the night before. Your athlete is not going to be happy with you if you are going down to the race start with them and they are waiting another five minutes for you to get all your SHIT together in a bag. (laughs) It's not going to go down well. So pack the sunscreen, pack heaps of water for the day, your your costumes, you're going to want them. You will be swimming throughout the day. Um, Pack an extra Uh, you know, iPhone charger in case you end up at a restaurant and you want to be charging your iPhone to give everyone at home updates. Um, There is good Wi-Fi available in all the cafes along Alihi Drive. So um, sit down, grab a coffee, use their Wi-Fi and have fun with that. Um, I'd also recommend pack a hat. It's amazing how many people are out in Kona spectating, they end up, you know, with heat stroke and they can't enjoy the after party events after the race because they simply didn't um, have a hat and sunscreen. So That goes um, for athletes as well. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you get the sunscreen in T2 before you go out for your run. Make sure someone puts it on you before you go swimming. Um, you know, and make sure that you've got your hat for the run as well and, Definitely and cover agree up pretty with that. well. And also remember to eat as a spectator. I don't think you ever had a problem with <laughs> I, that, did you, Jane? <laughs> no, we, we found quite a few buffet breakfasts and that, and that was fun. And I still do remember Pete running down, I think he was leading the race at that stage in 2012 and we were actually in the pool having drinks. <laughs> so we got the phone call, get down, um, Pete's. Pete's running into town soon, um, which I probably shouldn't admit, but I just did. <laughs> you, you keep blaming your, my family, don't you? They were distracting you and they didn't tell you and yeah. you were just so exhausted from the stress that I gave you in the late, in the week leading into the race. Um, yeah, that's it. Sometimes it is stressful for the spectator because they've got to sort of walk around on tippy toes the race week sometimes, not ask questions and just you know, stay out of trouble. Um, it can be a bit stressful. So make sure when it's all said and done, I mean, at the start of the race, nothing else for anyone to do. Make sure that you give everyone, you know, a really big hug, tell them how much they mean to you. And then it will really give you a lot of energy for the day. And then of course, obviously after the race, you know, make it about them, make sure that you Go where they want to go out for dinner and make sure that you do something that they want to do and you can't any longer say, oh, no, I'm, I'm a bit tired. I need to just rest and get off my feet. It's like, no, you owe them. You've got to go out and do stuff with them that they enjoy. <laughs> I love that point. Well done, Pete. <laughs> and another point for the athletes is, you know, in any race situation, make sure you practice every single detail. You have to put on your race suit, race belt, hat, sunglasses, the race bottles that you're going to use, the ones you're going to get out of special needs, try and carry them, try and drink out of them, what socks you're going to use. So many of these little details that you might take for granted is, oh, this is just a minor detail. You need to practice those because if something goes wrong over, you know, such a long race, uh, it can go very wrong for you. So practice every single detail um, in, in those conditions too. You're sweaty, it's hot things change. So it's great. Um, Use all the details. Be really careful though, when you are going out and practicing on race course, particularly on the Queen K Highway and Alihi Drive. Um, We all know about Tim Don, unfortunately getting hit by a car last year. 
and he's making a great comeback. But those things, you just need to, there's so many cross intersections at traffic lights where cars may not see you and you're sort of on the inside. Then there's another lane where cars are crossing past you to turn. Really, really dangerous. Don't ever go through any of those lights um, on your aero bars because you won't be able to react if someone doesn't see you. And, you know, it happens more often than it should. Um, but just ride really, really defensively. Same goes for riding on a leaky drive. You know, avoid your time trials. There's a lot of stop signs. There's a lot of runners on the road. It's really busy. So um, just be really slow through any section where there's traffic, traffic lights, stop signs, other cars, other people. Once you get past the section of traffic lights out onto the Queen K, it's just beautiful and really easy to have a great ride and, and just work it out there. Just don't try and work it through the traffic lights so much. And speaking of riding out on the Queen K, make sure in race week that it's either on or off. That's your effort. You know, you're either doing something at a set specific effort that you should be pushing a bit, or you're doing absolutely the bare minimum sort of to stay upright and keep turning your legs over. Too many people get out there and they just end up riding for hours at this middle speed, um, neither working and neither resting. So it needs to be all about recovery when you're over there. So do your efforts that you've got, but then make sure in between you are really turning off the, the mind and the body and riding really, really slow. The same goes for running. You're probably going to have to watch your clock, um, your watch for your pace to actually pull yourself back so that you're running a slower pace because it's very easy for people to get caught up in what they think is fast or slow. And, you know, really good athletes are suddenly like, oh, 4.30, that's so slow. When really, you know, slow is 5, 5.30. Try running that and then you'll feel really relaxed and you'll feel the difference. So be either on or off and don't make the mistake of pushing too hard in race week. And just to follow up Pete's point there, I remember one year in Kona, Pete and I just went for an easy ride and we actually uh, rode down Sebastian Kinlay, who was out there riding even easier. And uh, I think he went on that year to to win or come second. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember, remember which year but... it was, but I mean, I ride slowly when I'm out there. Um, but we still caught Sebastian who was riding even slower. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember Pete asking me to take a photo of them riding in front of me. And I thought, oh, this is going to make the newspapers. Girl takes down two Kona champions. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> but luckily we all survived and we got a photo as well. So Pete, for the... For anyone lining up in Kona at the start line, they may be treading water, about to hear the cannon go off. What would you give as a tip to that person? I'd say just enjoy that moment, that absolute serenity. I love it. That race morning is sort of the calmest moment in my life, I feel, because there's nothing going through my head. I'm not thinking, what do I have to do today in terms of training or what do I have to do today? Uh, in terms of other work, um, there's no pressures. I just love that absolute clarity of mind that I've got this singular purpose that I've been focused on for months and it is right now. It's happening right now. So it's sort of just this combination of my singular focus of a big goal and absolute clarity of mind that come together in that moment. So I love the calmness of it and I just try and recommend that everybody 
just take it in and just look around you, look back at the crowds, the thousands of people lining the wall, um, and enjoy what you're part of in that moment. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Pete. I uh, I totally get where you're coming from, and I've only lined up at one Ironman start, but I, I still remember that, and uh, that was a very special moment. So, Pete, I'm going to take you to the bike now. We're on the bike. We're halfway through. We've done 90 kilometres. We're already in a, in a load of pain. We're really pushing through the limits. What would be your, your top insight um, when you're heading back from Harvey, the wind might be up, um, and you're really starting to think, why am I doing this? What would be your top tip for the athlete out there on race day? Well, even myself, I think every single year I've raced over there at around that point, I've had thoughts of, you know, why would I do this? You know, I'm coming back through Waikoloa section, that Waikoloa to Kauai High section can be just feels like forever. And yeah, I've even questioned myself, why am I doing this? Uh, do I want to do this? Can I do this? But all I do is I, I just stop thinking that I kind of block those thoughts out or I'd say to myself that I just chop myself off at the neck and those thoughts stay up in my head and I don't let them uh, affect what my body's doing. So that's one sort of way that I visualize controlling those thoughts. And the other way is just to back off just a tiny bit of my effort. And if you can just lower your heart rate just that little bit, um, because usually those negative thoughts and tension arises, you know, just because you're going that little bit too hard, your body's under a little bit too much stress. So if you can back off that heart rate just a little bit, um, I remember the in 2012, I was coming back with a few others and there was a period where I did feel pretty lousy and I sat on the back of about three guys or so and we going up a hill. Um, it was one of the long climbs and just being able to switch off mentally from pushing the pace, being able just to relax and, and someone else is pushing the pace. I just put my head down, just kind of looked at the road in front of me. And that was enough for me to regather my um, thoughts and just regather my strength of controlling my mind, controlling my body. So yes, lowering the heart rate a little bit is often enough of a catalyst for you to then get control of your mind again and keep those thoughts at bay and sure enough yeah then I came good and yeah rode really strong into T2 after a break it was probably you know probably ended up being about 10k or so where I just had to switch off and let someone else do the pace setting for a bit yeah great insight there from you thank you if we're thinking about now, just for the, the last question that I'll be throwing at you, second last actually, we're on the run. Um, we've gone through T2. We're all set to go out on the run. We're running up that short, sharp hill just out of the King K after transitioning. Um, what generally goes through your mind at that point? And I know you're, you're well known for having um, – one of the fastest run times in history over there on the big island. So you really do have that run over there down pat. What, what tip would you give um, to the athlete on race day on what they can be thinking about, what they can be focusing on that, that early on um, in their run leg? At that point, I'm usually, you know, kind of excited, you know, the bike legs over and, body can change positions. Uh, I'm trying just to stay in 
control of my pace. Um, you know, if I, if I go out too hard, that usually does cause a bit of tightness in my lower back sometimes because of that suddenly sudden input from one position and then you really stress your body in a different position. So I found if I just eased into it, my body would respond much better. Um, and I wouldn't tighten up as much. So I'd focus on just relaxing, enjoying getting the legs, you know, turning over in a different position. And I don't know, just, just look forward to settling into a pace. Um, I wasn't ever running with, uh, I don't think I ever ran with pace and cadence and any of that. So I wasn't looking at my watch too much. It was really just about, okay, focus on the goal. But as I said before, I was really just trying to think of nothing most of the time. So I wasn't thinking, wow, this is hot. I certainly wasn't thinking that. I was, I was trying to even think, wow, I can, I can feel the breeze on my skin. Um, it's quite cool and nice. And every aid station you go through, you know, the water would almost give you a chill. So I was just focusing on anything but how tough it was, the conditions were, or what the situation was. And also, I guess a little bit of that, that I was enjoying it, that I chose to be there, that this is what I wanted. Um, I was very grateful to be in that position and that just helped me relax and feel good about, you know, what was to come. Uh, Last one, the last questions I'll throw at you is you've got 10K to go on the run. Um, You're cramping up, you nearly can't put your, your leg in front of the the other leg you can really feel your um, adductors really pulling and you're starting to think wow how am I going to get through this next 10k to the finish line to see my family Um, what would be your top tip on just what to do there maybe what you've done in the past Um, your your wisdom there what can you give us Uh, with 10k to go and everything's hurting then I've pushed through some pretty serious pain at that point before and it came down to just being in the moment so I wasn't thinking about anything else other than just lean forward keep my legs moving and just get into the zone which allowed me to block out the pain which allowed me to block out any other thoughts of how far I had to go and it was literally just one leg in front of the other was the only thoughts that you're having. And when you really get in that point, um, it's, it's fantastic because there are no negative thoughts because there's no thoughts whatsoever. So if you can get in that place for most of the run and most of the race, the race just kind of goes by without a lot of thought. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you're not thinking about, oh, I really hated the wind at this point, or I really, it was really hot here, because you end up not actually analyzing that stuff while you're in the event. And so you don't commit it to memory. So you're not thinking about it. It's not a thought. It's not a memory. You just kind of block it all out. And the only thing you're thinking of is, wow, look at that asphalt right there in front of me. It's very uninteresting. And I'll just put one foot in front of the other and just keep moving forward. That is how I did it. Um, That is, I think, the best way to block out the pain. And then, yeah, just enjoy the last. um, I would block it out until everything out until about, you know, the last few hundred meters when I was sure I was going to make it. And I wasn't going to lose any more positions from what I was in. Then those last few hundred meters, suddenly the emotions would start flooding in because you can start thinking about, 
what's just happened in the day that you've achieved, um, all the time that you've put into it, the journey you've been on, the sense of pride that you feel about yourself, the sense of accomplishment, all of those things can start flooding in towards the end. If you let them in a bit too soon, they can really distract you and suddenly you're not as strong as you were and not able to block out those negative thoughts or pain as much as you were if you start connecting with that emotional side of things too too early out from the finish. Excellent. And I know uh, bringing your point back to just leaning forward, focusing on the, the ground in front of you and what you've got to do. I know we got to witness you doing that with Raylert, um, Craig Alexander Crowey. He was in the lead in 2011. Uh, you and Raylert were battling it out for second and third and you went through an aid station. You passed Raylert or, and then Raylert came back past you. About 5K about, later. About 5K later. Apart. Yep. And then when you were falling apart, your quads just were, were going from what I remember seeing. And then you were able to actually run back up and overtake him again, which the greats of Chris McCormack, he was on looking at the time and he was just blown away. He thought it was the best thing he'd ever seen at that stage. Um, and he, yeah, blown away by what he'd just seen uh, by you. But what you would say was that you just purely focused on your job at hand, leaning forward and um, pushing through the pain. Yeah, I'm a big advocate of, of technique and that was a big part of it. I, I, can, I watched the video back and I can see compared to Andres Raylet or video from the side and he's quite upright, almost leaning backwards a little bit. And I've got this lean forward because my head is just down looking at the asphalt, not thinking of anything except you know, just get forward. And that momentum of just that slight lean forward um, without bending too much of the hips was, I think, enough to give me that little bit of running economy um, improvement over him, which he was really having to force that pace when he passed me. And he just, he got me lifted back up. I, I matched his pace and just held that exact position uh, until the finish, you know, as he dropped off with about 5k to go, he started to, he cracked and I was like, oh my God, I just have to do this exact same thing over and over and over again until I get to the finish. And yeah, it, um, I love having that footage to be able to look back and go, wow, that's, that's the position that helped me get across the line um, quicker than him and, and claim second place that year. And that was the most pain I've ever been in because yes, my legs were completely shattered, but Somehow I was just able to, to block it out um, after changing body positions and changing my pace and just changing those things of my attitude, my um, focus, my body position and my technique a little bit. I just changed things when he caught back up to me and was able to get going again and then keep it going. Excellent. And would you say then, Pete, that um, the confidence in yourself as an athlete and in all your training and prep? for the months beforehand really helped you move from that second to first place the year after? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, that was my quickest run the year I got second. And I had confidence that, yes, I, was, I was a, could, could run in the heat and uh, do it well. But I knew that my back would seize up as it did in training after getting off the bike and running hard. But I'd visualised the race, yeah, leading from coming second for 365 days roughly I just focused on 
the win and doing everything that I could for the win and visualizing the win, visualizing the race every day in training and visualizing certain parts of the course, visualizing certain competitors, and then using tools to clear my mind. Um, as I mentioned before, the word love in previous podcasts and other factors of just clearing my mind of everything so that um, I could just perform my best without any hindrance from my mind. But yes, I was able to take a lot of confidence from that year and back myself to have the calmness and presence of mind when I was about eight, seven minutes down still on Marino Volnacker and do some lunges at about six or seven Ks into the run. And that really, you know, made the difference for my run and why I was able to keep a, a pretty good pace through the rest of the marathon that year um, because I was able to stop. And yeah, highly recommend to athletes that they do walk aid stations when they need to, or even as soon as you feel that tension rising, just reset yourself very quickly through an aid station, walk it, do a couple of little dynamic stretches or whatever it is that gets you feeling good again. And a quick reset just to get, again, get rid of that tension, get rid of that anxiety, those negative thoughts can drop away very quickly once you gain recon, regain control of your body mind connection kind of thing and it helps if you can just drop that heart rate um, just a few beats for a few moments while pressing that reset button mentally so yeah highly recommend it um, to not rush the race at any point but certainly not through the marathon take your time through the aid stations to as much as it is to get cooler and get the sponges on you and the water over your head and to have a sip of water or a sip of um, nutrition, it's also really important just to break those, any bad rhythms that are starting to hold tension in your body as well. Awesome. Thanks for that, Pete. That's about it from me, from the, the questioning of you. <laughs> yeah, I think we've covered a lot of stuff for a lot of people in Kona. Um, yeah, so good luck to everybody having a great time over there. Good luck to everyone. Have a great race or have a great day spectating and good luck to the spectators in the week before dealing with your loved ones who are racing. Um, you need the, a lot of luck and yeah, make sure that, you know, you have a great time over there after the race all together as well as Jamie and I always did. So I must thank <laughs> Jamie again for always supporting me in that week before. And then, you know, we always got out and had some fun afterwards also. Yeah, yeah. Everyone have fun, um, be in the moment, uh, have a Mai Tai for us over there. <laughs> <laughs> or two. <laughs> Thanks very much, guys. Good luck over there in Kona. 